We are looking for a fan for our third fan book choice. Do you want to be like Squiggy and Lindsay? Find out more information at www.bookinterrupted.com fans. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. Sarah and I didn't get along when we first met. No. Ooh. I was I was good friends with Mare. And sometimes narcissism. Narcissism takes a minute to get revealed because it's often with great charisma. Next yeah. time I'm not gonna believe you, you have to follow up your words with actions. Like you probably person. all have at right? some point. Where you're like, right? yeah, it's just trying to be fun. No. <laughs> of course. I give you permission to be as honest as you like. I have thick skin and I will not be hurt by any of this. I'm scared. My body is Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from February 14th to April 3rd. It's Sarah's book pick, and we're reading Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Something is very wrong, Gladwell argues, with the tools and strategies we use to make sense of the people we don't know. And because we don't know how to talk to strangers, we are inviting conflict and misunderstanding in ways that have profound effect on our lives and our world. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Okay, I have a good question for everybody because we're We'll be the judge of that. Well, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, the pressure. Oh my God. You can apply the four horsemen to this podcast group. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. I was, oh. I was, who's going to get divorced? Uh, oh Me and Lindsay God. right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, this is about the book. So the book's talking to strangers. You guys were saying how the book is about how the implicit bias that we have when we meet somebody, when we're talking to somebody that's a stranger. So I was interested if any of you have met someone that's a stranger and right off the bat have had some kind of like bias or thinking that they're going to be exactly a certain way and by talking to them or having those conversations you found out the complete opposite I uh when I first visited Senegal for the first time it's like a cultural thing right so there was a woman that was a neighbor of my sister-in-law and she came over and we were talking at some point she basically said that she needed to teach me how to keep my husband because I wasn't Senegalese or something. And I did like took such a fe- like, <laughs> yeah, because it was like a joke. People tease people here all the time, right? It was light. It was something that people wouldn't be offended. It was like women talk, like being kind of like, ooh, okay. But I thought she thought I wasn't good enough for Mamadou or something because of my bias that I came here and I thought she was saying like they weren't accepting of me. Right? So I remember going and I was crying in my room and I told them this woman that she came another time and she made another little joke. And so the second time I was like crying even more. I'm like, she's just trying to make me feel yes. so bad. And so he told his brother. So they talked to her and then it was a huge <laughs> misunderstanding and she felt super bad. I had no idea. 
Yeah, and I feel bad to this day. So she'd come over sometimes and just be like really quiet. Like she didn't know. And I felt like super horrible. Everyone, because it's cynical. So everyone wouldn't talk to her about it. Oh, and no. what is she doing? <laughs> not making his new his new wife that came visit not feel welcome. And she's like, I didn't do anything. I don't know. She doesn't know how to talk to you. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I was trying to be a friend. <laughs> trying to be, she was trying to make you feel welcome. She's trying to do the opposite. Anyway, it was a whole thing. And um, oh. yeah, so... It was fine after, but not really, because then she was always cautious, and then I was always embarrassed. Oh, and... no. Oh, no. But that happened to me the first time I ever oh. visited I feel like Cinegal. in this scenario, I would be the joking person. Yeah. I feel like I yeah. have been in the joking position before. I think we probably yeah. all have at some point, right? Yeah. Right? Where you're like, yeah, he's just trying to be fun. Of now. course. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We have all put our foot in our mouths, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the more I'm trying to not put my foot in my mouth about something, the more I do it, I find. The more I kick myself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so yeah, I take that camera? question through a different lens where I would like to be able to know people first. Like I'd like when I first see them, I have a good grasp of them. And I don't know if I think I do or I think I don't, but I've been trying to like observe if I do or not. I know from my history, if I really dislike someone in the very beginning, like this is like high school, however long later, I'm in love with them. So like I have a really strong like opposite reaction for some Hmm. reason. So I started paying attention to that being like, oh, I hate this person. I'm probably going to marry them. Although that didn't happen with my husband. I didn't hate him in the beginning. (laughs) What I'm I'm noticing now through my job. (laughs) So... I'm in charge of like a house. So multiple people live there and people have to, you know, come through a process to come into the house to make sure that they're, you know, in the right phase of their life and their recovery to kind of meet the obligations of the house. Like the house is meant to be a safe place. And sometimes if someone's not ready, they might come in with behaviors that create a challenge for the other people. And so it's important to be able to understand like who they are or what they are when they come right like are they lying because they just need housing or are they like whatever right but what I'm learning always is that you can't know and so what I do is I just default I take them at their word I take anybody at their word and this is true for everything but it, it was become really magnified in my role in my job you can never know and this book is supporting it too so you just have to believe what people tell you and my litmus test is their actions so after a certain amount of time their actions will eventually reveal to me whether they're congruent with their words or they are incongruent in which case then I can say well now I know that you're actually not honest because what you say is not what you do and so it's the ultimate of actions speak louder than words Words. Do you ever have a spidey sense though? Like, Definitely. Uh, this is, I don't know how this, we'll, we'll just say it. I don't know how this is coming. I can I tell men really who are like unhealthy. Example, but- I can tell unhealthy partners. I can tell men who are likely to be abusive. I can tell a certain type of man in the way that he behaves. I can identify like a level of selfishness, a lack of self-awareness, a level of sometimes narcissism. Narcissism takes a minute to get revealed because it's often with great charisma. I can tell the kind of man who's going to be a terrible person to try to have an argument with, I guess. 
And obviously if you're in a relationship, that's even harder, right? But do you, in your work then, do you have to go against your spidey sense? Cause that's protocol. Um, so in my work that it's different, it's like a job interview, right? So if I just meet a regular person who's not trying to get my approval or anything else, and I can just have a chance to observe them two or three times, I can tell like, Ooh, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with that person. They lack insight. They're self-centered, whatever. And I can understand where I might feel like they need growth. Right. But in my work, it's almost like an interview. So people are bringing their best selves with their answers that they know are probably, or they might be. People aren't generally coming to me deceptive. And then also the other thing too, is a really major factor is whether you're deceiving yourself. People could be telling lies, but they themselves believe the lies that they're telling. And so that's where that um, actions versus words really becomes super helpful because it's like, I know that you really think this about yourself, but the proof is in the pudding. Pudding? pudding. I always say that to my kids all the time because they'll say things like, it's a bit different, but I say that to them. They'll do things like, I'm sorry about this, or they'll say things and I'm like, I honestly, lovely that you're saying these things, but the only things that matter in life are your actions. Saying things are nice. So say them, but if you don't follow them up with an action, they don't mean anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a big one in my house. You are what you do. Like words matter. Yes, but they're not, if you don't follow up your words with actions, it's, they just fall off. That's right. They erase them almost. Which is very interesting to me, Sarah, that you feel that way because you are such a verbally lifted human. You do like a verbal... The like love language thing. Affirmations, words of affirmation. Affirmations is so important to you. So that's kind of interesting. That's just an interesting paradox. But she's getting affirmed for her actions. If people are like, good girl, like you did the thing. She's like, yes, I did do the thing. So that's her actions that are getting acknowledged verbally. But Sarah's point is- Maybe sometimes like, I don't know. I imagine but in a partner relationship, you know, your husband saying how a lot, there's lots of affirmations that go down like your beauty or your dinner well, there, <laughs> I, I mean know. there's <laughs> there it does it depends on the person though i mean i know what you're saying but at the same yeah time, i really just thought that about, was interesting for sarah yeah yeah like the love languages or whatever but like yeah. some people words matter more to other people than actions do you yeah. know what i mean like so do you know maybe for one of your kids words do mean more than actions yeah for them. i think though in my content it's like I'm sorry, I won't do that again. Yeah, no the sorry. When they're poly, I'm not going to do that. And you're like, well, yeah. you have to not do it then. Then you have yeah. to not do or it. Or you yeah. actually have to be sorry. Sorry yeah. and empty sorry means sorry nothing. Sorry is an action like, word. Yeah. 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 Like show it or, you know, tomorrow I'll do this. I promise. Well, that's fine. You but don't have to tell me. Tomorrow it. comes and <laughs> yeah. you don't do it, then next time I'm not going to believe you. You have to follow up your words with actions. That's what I meant. But you're right. Also telling people that you, you know, appreciate them and all those, that's important too. I also teach that to the kids because, you know. You're just saying if they conflict, you can't be like, I really appreciate you making me dinner and then throwing it in the garbage at the same time. You're like, well, the action is for kind of (laughs) job. I don't really Uh, believe you. (laughs) Thank you for making me this delicious dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, does anyone want to add to that conversation? Because I have a spicy twist on it. Let's hear it. And it's and it makes it about me. So it's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I give you permission to be as honest as you like. I have thick skin and I will not be hurt by any of this. I'm scared. Because most of you, not all of you, but uh, particularly 
these two. So oh, I who are they? We don't know who you're pointing to. AJ and Lindsay. Oh, oh. They know me very well. Before yeah. we became podcast sisters, mm-hmm. or and Meredith and Sarah, you're welcome to this as well. Is there? Do am I the person you thought I was? And I can do you if you want me to. But Ooh, I love it. Strangers. Yes, I'm oh. in. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I Bring thought that you were, well, no, no, this is all good. I thought you were super cool and you are. Spoiler alert. It's true. Oh, good. Yeah, well, yeah, I like yeah. That. I have a thing too. This is a weird thing with girls, right? When I think someone's cool, I really want to like be their friend. I guess I'm seeking their approval. The humanizing, for lack of a better word, that getting to talk to you and know you through this podcast has created just makes me feel more on the level like I would put people who I think are cooler like above me or something and then like you're like out of reach and then I'm playing to you and then now because I know you it doesn't mean that you're less cool but I guess you're more human like you're less (laughs) of an idea and you're more of a person and I like I'm really grateful for that but you're still super cool you are who you who I perceived you to be yeah I agree I mean I think I mean first of all because Sarah made this group and Sarah loves every single person in this group. You ought, no matter what, every single person in this group, because I love Sarah and I trust her judgment, you were already up in my books. Like you were already accepted because she loves you. Therefore uh, I will love you because I know her and I knew about you like before and I know your sister and, but yeah, but you are just who you are. Like, I think the minute that you meet you, you're, you don't try to hide or you show your full personality right away from the very beginning so I don't oh there, I, you go. there are things you've shared that I didn't know about you sure you know yeah. but uh yeah I don't I think you, what you come across is who you are to me mm. You're very transparent okay, as they would say and authentic oh, really oh yeah see, I would think people would well I guess you guys met me though what we started podcasting I know we've met before I here's what I think you think do you want me to tell you what I think you yeah, think people yeah. are gonna say yeah. I think you were, you thought everyone was going to say, oh, you're just, you're so fun and whatever, but I didn't realize you were, because you're funny know. and out there and whatever. And then now, now that everyone's gotten to know you, you're not just like, just the fun one, but you have oh. things to say. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I thought most people have given me feedback in life. That's like, oh, you're very standoffish. No way. Oh. Really? No. Yeah. Opposite but, for mean, me. But maybe that's a thing to do with me in person perception as opposed to this form of really like we've all had some really rocky podcasts yeah. Sundays where we're all <laughs> pretty like so maybe that's the difference. Like in real life, I wouldn't have made it out in public to see you. You know, but you what never I'm stand off like, even when you're Oh, so this is so interesting. I think that I have a bad self. I don't know. Yes, I like, think I that's think there's true. A disconnect there, and you guys are proving yeah. my thesis lately. I've been feeling. Yeah, you way. think I, like a whole bunch of different things about yourself, and then when you are vulnerable enough now yeah. to reveal them to us, we're like, "What? That's not our <laughs> experience." Yeah, I'm like my radar's way off on. Yeah, me. but that's not true. I think it's everybody because everybody's perception, like even though mine and Lindsay's kind of feedback to you is similar it's still not the same and it'll never be the same as what you think and it'll also be a little bit different for like because of the fact that we're the only us 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like our perception, no matter what is influenced by all of our experiences and everything we bring with us. And, you know, there's so many factors again. So in general, mine and Lindsay's sounds the same, but we still don't experience you exactly the same. Yeah. Remember how like uh, Kara sent out the, hey, put together this bio. And one of them was my family, people close to me think I am. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what people think about me. Uh, right? I took, like, I I no took extreme liberty. I'm like, they think I'm a genius and hilarious, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? I love you. Yeah, I did say crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her, I'm like, what do people think of me? Yeah, I asked my mom. I asked my mom. Oh my God. <laughs> obviously. I did. Do you find that your perceptions of people are locked into the first two or three times you met them? Like uh, my perceptions, like Meredith is forever the wildest party animal I'll ever know. Because if you met her when I met her, she was the wildest party animal you'll ever know. She made me look downright boring. (laughs) I love that. That's true. That's true. And and you're so not, like you're just not that, 20 year old anyway. we should play that game because oh, when i met meredith she together. was a baby <laughs> but like what i remember meredith about is that she is the first bilingual person i'll ever know meredith speaks <laughs> oh. french that's what i know you know what i mean like these are all just one face of the diamond it's so funny how you're like what you remember like i lock into that first impression so much yeah, yeah Meredith to me is like science geeky we were both smart and we did like weird smart weird things that other people didn't find interesting and we're like yes look at this cool bug that we're gonna pin on a thing and talk about this i still had that project that we put in a uh it was like a photo album and had different like it was a nature i don't know what class it was for but we were like in a park collecting nature bits and writing about them oh that's i threw those out recently but i still have a picture album but it's like there's like old news in useful. I might have it. I'll look around. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that yet. When you meet people, that's what your perception of them is. Yeah. Like Lindsay, you're kind of spot on what I thought. I thought you were really intelligent. And this is, I always come across with like a fucking pervert with Lindsay. That's your insecurity. A pervert. No, that's, that's okay. And I love your ass. (laughs) Yeah. Like Lindsay, I locked into like, oh, she's very intelligent and she, particularly fits my what I like in girls. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you are a perv. On a pervy level, there's no other way to say it. So like, Keep it up, Lindsay. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, to me, it's like she's locked into that version, but I'm getting to know like a lot more about you. Sarah was always like my sister's best friend. So I was, I always kept a distance from Sarah because I'm not allowed to have her. That's my sister's best friend. first because Karen and I have a lot of sharing related issues. <laughs> I knew you from the minute I met you. You are exactly who you present. And then I had you as a client. So that was like a highly intimate, painful experience yeah. that I just f- feel bad you made about. me cry. <laughs> I, I heard you repeatedly. But you're exactly who you are. Like yeah, the minute I met you, I was like, yeah, there's, it's all on the table there. That's so funny. Cause yeah. I walk around being like, I'm a fraud. Everyone's going to know. I'm so like, <laughs> no, no, so no, fraudulent. Well, maybe it depends on what you're hiding. I know you I, don't know my secrets. I don't think so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> this interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com.
Book interrupted. Okay, for this audio interruption, I'm going to draw a tarot card. We just did an episode where we drew tarot cards, and now I am into it. And here is a little secret. I'm also going to do a video interruption of the same thing. Different card, though. So see how that worked out? More cards for me. All right, so the tarot card I'm going to draw for myself is... Ooh, Nine of Pentacles. That is super exciting because... Um, a nine is near the end of a cycle because the cycles go from one to ten. And uh, on this card, you can see a man standing with his nine pentacles at his feet, and he has two pillars beside him, which symbolize security. The pentacles are like usually tangible items. So like your money or your stuff, like your house or your job, and it can also mean self-worth. This will sound familiar if you have listened to the Off the Shelf with our tarot card readings. Anyway, so getting this card, especially today, because in Off the Shelf, if you did listen, you know that I already got the Three of Pentacles. This is another reassurance that I'm doing well. I deserve to feel proud. I have accomplishments. I will be financially stable and or secure. And I deserve to feel accomplished in these ways where I may feel a little bit insecure. So it's always nice to get a reassuring card like the Nine of Pentacles. Book interrupted. Sarah and I didn't get along when we first met. No. Ooh. I was I was good friends with Mayor and you know we're different personalities. Sarah likes things just so it has to be on time and it's got to be all this stuff and mm-hmm. uh, I was like I don't want to be on time. I was very extreme of that. And so it would go like, we try to do things all together and with Kara too. And it would be like, Sarah be angry, not angry, but like frustrated with me because I wouldn't do things exactly the way that it was supposed to go. And I'd be frustrated because I'm like, I don't want to do it this way. And then I was also back then I was so controlling because I was rigid. Like I had like figured out I thought, because I was young, mm. that if you've lived your life in these shoulds, did all these right things, then that's the formula for happiness. Success. Right. And then I meet Schweitz, Lindsay, and she's like so opposed to anything on the shoulds that I was just like, no, but this is what we should do. And she's like, I don't need to do any of that. And I'm like, what? But that's what you should do. <laughs> Who are you? I mean, like anytime we try to plan something, she would be thinking outside the box and I would just be like, no, this is the way. Yeah. Get back in the box. Get back in the box. <laughs> and sometimes I, like we would drive and I would be like, I'm driving another a different time than Sarah because I don't want to go on her schedule, <laughs> her timeline. And so Sarah would drive on the exact same time and I'd be like, oh, taking my time I don't know sometimes Mayor would drive with me or someone else and as I go by myself I was like nope I don't want to because we like we should leave at this time to arrive at this time because that's the best time to do like I was very much in that because I always thought if I could control my life then I'll have this happily ever after but I was rebellious about that so I was like purposefully doing it to be the opposite so sorry but I was just being a jerk too no it was really good though you like, well, like you, me. you rounded each other. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, cause I feel like I reaped the reward of the, you wore down Sarah's sharp edges that were her controlling <laughs> things that are controlling ways that are not healthy. And then she came to me and she was doing really healthy things, but she wasn't being like, you should do this, Kim. She was just doing healthy things. And I was like, maybe I'll try a cleanse. What's that about <laughs> spirituality? Like, 
the impact yeah. that Sarah had on me is huge. Okay, but that wasn't my impact, the spirituality. Or no, the not the spirituality, no, but, the but the lack of controlling. Yes. The you fact that like, she just Sarah just do this. Yeah. I was like, you could if you want. Yeah. Like, change from should to could. Yes. Right. And like, most people like, react better to that. Most people true. react yeah. to be like, hey, I know this thing. Right. If you want to know, let me know. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do anything. But the best part was when I realized when I had my like epiphany that you don't get a happily ever after if you do everything you should. I had a little breakdown, kind of like in that book, Eat, Pray, Love, when she was like in the bathroom floor. That was mm -hmm. kind of like me. I did everything I was supposed to do and I didn't have my happily ever after. I was like, wow. But after I got over that and realized, oh, I could just choose whatever I want that I might think is happy. I one of the first things I did was visit Schweitz in England. Yeah. So I was like, okay, oh. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to visit her in England. And then yeah, it was great. I had no plans. Didn't you yeah, visit her in, in Australia too? Yeah. Yes. She visited yeah. those places. Yeah. yeah. And that, see, oh, she yeah. probably wouldn't have done those things if you didn't do those things. Like, I love seeing how we've. Yeah. But been... it's funny too, because I like rules. Like, it's not that I, you know, I'm a very rule person. So it's, well, I don't know it's... if you are. But the research <laughs> that speaks to that research thing. She's like, I yeah. want to make sure that what you're you saying is true, is true. Because you're not allowed to say things that aren't true. Reasonable yeah, rules. Rules that are reasonable and make logical sense. Yeah. Maybe. The logic. It's the, the logical logic. things yeah. that are just rules for rules. It's just like, I have yeah. a really hard time if someone can't explain to me why we're following this rule mm -hmm. in such a way that I'm like, okay, then I can't do the rule. <laughs> I had something that I hope you don't mind me sharing and hopefully Kara Never. won't mind me sharing because she's not here. So you can ask her we'll yeah, ask before her it goes in. Yeah. Well, yeah. While you were talking, Sarah, I had a realization that I don't know where it came from. And I got like a little tearful because I was thinking that I've always kind of wanted to get to be better friends with Sarah over the years, but didn't because she's Kara's friend first. The time they met, like when you're teenagers, there's those kinds of rules that don't exist as adults. And then I got kind of emotional because when Kara and you were very, like very, super close friends, almost sister-like friends, Kara moved out and was living at your place and a number of other places, but lived with you guys. And in our household, I felt very abandoned by Kara oh, yeah. and like mm -hmm. left yeah. as a sister. And then she's gone off and like made these other sisters. What I was thinking about that got me emotional wasn't that like I get, I felt abandoned. I don't know. At the time I was up my own fucking, on my own journey probably, but that, oh my God, Sarah is of the group, the one who's most like me. Totally. And that Kara just was kind of with another friend that's just, Sarah and I are so similar in how we do things and think that she just couldn't do it in our home and that she just replaced with a little Leah, Sarah, a little Leah. Leah. and we will call her Lara, <laughs> Lara. <laughs> not to take away any wind out of your sail, Sarah. I don't think that no. you would think that, but I started feeling like really warm feelings. And I was like, she didn't abandon me. She just couldn't be in our house at that time, but she needed her that own little sense. sister and I couldn't be there for her because it would be going against some family shit. No, and I think that's actually true. Really warm and cheerful and happy. That's quite the insight you've had. And you guys took care of Kara when she really needed a family. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. I think that's true because she, things that were similar, there's lots of things, but I know that Kara would say things like, 
you know, I know we'll always be friends, probably like she knows she'll always be close with you because you'll just make sure we are. Do you know what I mean? Like little things like mm -hmm. that, that we have similarities, like we're both take like you're. <laughs> <laughs> Classic like we, we, and you can leave that in the show. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you know what else she'll say? If she was here, she would also say our astrological charts are very, very similar, except oh, yeah. for our sun sign. She's told me that one. She's like, look, I've done you and Leah. And they are exactly the same. same. Except yeah. for Scorpio and Capricorn. You're the same person. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Anyways, I thought you yeah. would like to hear that, uh, Sarah. It just made me feel that nice is and nice. warm because I like that now. <laughs> I don't we know should have, like we a should little have Kara read like or do a little personal journal about what like we'll tell her about the conversation. Then yeah. she'd be like, okay, yeah. yeah, that's true. And maybe she hates it. I don't love it. No, she'd, she'd be like, now. Book interrupted. Hey, hey, Kara here. A couple of little birds brought me up to speed and uh, filled me in on a few things that I missed out on. I am not sure how uh, this topic came up uh, because I wasn't there. So I'm really looking forward to checking out the podcast episode that contains the group discussion on talking to strangers. Um, I do know from what these birds told me uh, that it was my sister Leah who brought up her uh, recalling the time in our life when we were teenagers and I left the family home and uh, how I started to, I was going to say latch on to Sarah. Uh, indeed, that might that might be accurate. But yeah, just how that um, also coincided uh, with me meeting Meredith and Sarah and really growing a friendship from there. Yeah, it's odd, the timing. Do you ever have this in life when something comes up but it comes up more than once with different individuals different situations like just different circumstances but it's almost like a theme is kind of like presenting itself to you and it's like happening all over the place so i must disclose that uh, when sarah was sharing with me how uh, this topic got brought up um, i was thinking to myself i'm like wow this isn't just a coincidence anymore. This is like numero five. Um, but yes, uh, I don't, without having been within uh, the context, I'm not too sure what to comment on other than saying I am grateful that I am at a point in my life now where I am able to look back at when I was about 16 years old and when Leah was about 14 years old and I'm able to consider that time from different perspectives and not just coming from uh, the very upset, hurt, tender, vulnerable a pained perspective that I carried uh, for a long time. There's always two sides to every story and my truth isn't necessarily the um, absolute uh, objective truth. It's just my own subjective experience and uh, that was a really, really, really challenging time. Uh, not only for myself, but for my family. But yeah, that's kind of like what landed me uh, in Meredith and Sarah's lap. And yeah, I don't think I realized it at the time, but upon reflection, I do see how 
I was absolutely drawn to Sarah because she does remind me so much of my sister. I just, I really wanted to enmesh myself with their family. They just, their family and Meredith and Sarah's individuals just contained a really nice balance. They are wonderful, caring people. I love Nana Charlene, um, that's their mother. And yeah, I think I did kind of try to just create my own family, really. I don't even know if I asked if uh, or waited for an invitation. I just kind of was like jumped into being a stage five clinger. And um, yes, uh, Sarah absolutely did uh, become and still is a sister to me, just a sister from another mister. You know what I'm saying? And it is ironic now that we look at it, uh, how similar Leah and Sarah are. Of course, differences, yes, but in many big ways, they are so much uh, the same and I couldn't be more grateful. So that's just me weighing in on um, just talking around a topic and not really... <laughs> adding too much uh, except I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to uh, chime in and I cannot wait to check out the full podcast episodes so I can get caught up on what I missed thanks guys book interrupted I feel like it was real-time healing right like you had it that was, insight Sarah yeah. was talking and I was like yeah and I always thought of her as Kara's friend and I was just like I don't know it's just interesting yeah, I had a real big emotion come all the way to the top. It's like, and it's also like multiverse. Like, mm-hmm. Kara's the middle person, and you're Spider Man episode one, and Sarah's Spider Man episode two, but you're still both Spider Man. We're both Spider Man. <laughs> it all goes back to Spider Man <laughs> and the multiverse. I hate the to multiverse. make this about myself, but I'm going to now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to say, Leah, that I've always felt like you were Sarah's friend first. Hmm. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, so I feel the same way about you that, we were, that you kind of feel well, like about Sarah. I oh, always felt kind yeah. of kindred to Mare because I felt like Mare and me have the same almost medical history. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always yeah. felt like we and I've never known anyone else that had this. And then we're both wild. And I thought, I wonder if that's a, a side effect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that too. I always think about it. I'm like, I wonder if this is related to this. I'm like, I wonder if Leah has that. And then we both chose very similar kinds of um, male partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're both such alpha bitches. <laughs> and, I always felt like we really uh, clicked. Like when we get together, balls. it's hilarious, right? Like it can get a little no, bit. No, I'm like, she's a bad Maybe that's why you think of me <laughs> as a party person. She's the party animal. Yeah, yeah. Well, can't spend too much time with this girl i know it's so funny like mare for there was there was a period of time when you were a little more manic than you are right Mm -hmm. now and that like when i would see you in those times to me that was not you which is weird because you're saying to me that's like her base model yeah no to me that was like (laughs) oh she's kind of manic today like i remember bringing my boyfriend yeah Yeah. at the time uh from that i had my boyfriend from england remember matt standing and he came and we were meeting and I was like oh yeah she's just on a manic phase like she'll she'll calm down a bit in a minute because you were like and going crazy and talking really fast like I'm doing and uh so it's just (laughs) funny that you say that Leah because to me that's not mayor at all like the crazy partier I don't know I don't know I've definitely calmed down so my side note is mayor is the most different from my original perception like I knew because people I know you're schooling history and I know your career history and I know 
adult things about you now, but my original perception of you is apparently way off. I've definitely yeah, calmed down. You, you know that movie Legends of the Fall? Where you like he's really yeah. wild when he's younger, he and then he starts yeah. like calming down and settling down. I feel like that. Yeah. I relate to that movie. Ah, wow, that's a great movie. You're so it? funny. What a thing! I like Tristan. Like that's what you're Tristan, Tristan Ludlow. You're Tristan. Oh, yeah, he's so dreamy. Isn't that bad? Is that bad? I'm like, I thought you were gonna say like that movie Go or something. You know what I mean? Like some raver. <laughs> Yeah, that was a very. <laughs> Legends of the Fall. <laughs> Legends of the Fall. And he even She's leaves Tristan. home for a while to go have wild times through over the, around the world doing whatever. So true. And then he comes back. He's like, I, I've got it out of me. I'm ready to sell though. Yeah, I'm okay now. <laughs> I like it. I, I did it all. I like it. I'm good. Cool. <laughs> that was a really good conversation. Like it was. I love that because like the book kind of generated the talk, but then we got like really personal. Like, oh, how do I know you? And are you who I think you are? Or what I thought when I first met you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My perceptions cool. about you wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like hearing other people's perceptions of me in comparison to what I think about myself in general, because I know everyone's all, well, I don't, I was going to say everyone's always, that's not fair, but in my experience, I'm harder on myself than anyone else would ever be, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when people Mm -hmm. reflect back what they see about you, it's usually nice. And then I'm talking it out loud. I'm like, well, once my mom said I was selfish, that wasn't <laughs> You're thinking all the bad stuff. So totally. Like, so and, like I, and then I rest my case. to that statement. <laughs> my own, my own, yeah, my own yeah. brain was like, no, no, that's not true. People don't like you. Don't forget. Uh, do you think uh, like everyone's forget. been called selfish at some point in their life? Well, probably because like, people point. probably have been selfish. I mean, it's okay yeah, sometimes. It's just not sometimes. a good autopilot, you know? <laughs> It's I like, think, it's a classic yeah. thing to say during an argument. You're just being selfish yeah. because when you're not connecting, you right. know, when you're not relating with each Your other, needs the conflict. other person seems selfish. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. I think I have a higher inflated sense of myself than I think other people do. So I think I'm the opposite. <gasps> I'm like, I'm very smart. I love it. You're a secret egomaniac. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so you're saying- <laughs> I used to have what Lindsay has and it was a great way to live. I used to have Cindy Crawford on the inside and sometimes I was just like, well, that doesn't align. And something about becoming a mother shook my foundation of self so badly that I've been in a shame spiral ever since. (laughs) No, not really. But I have been really having trouble re-identifying stuff. Probably because that little monster keeps reflecting my shit back at me. What a dick. (laughs) It's funny because mine's the opposite. I feel like I like wasn't who I'm, who I am. And then I had my baby and it like knocked me into my authenticity more. Oh, that's interesting. It is. I've heard lots of people talk about parenting that way. And I'm also a secret egomaniac too, Lindsay. I hate myself and I really love myself. So (laughs) I go, yeah, yeah. We all are. Yeah, we probably all are. That's why we keep repeating the same stupid pattern. (laughs) Yeah. And so now we're going to end on that. We all repeat, keep repeating the same stupid pattern. That's pattern. right. We are all egomaniacs yeah. and we hate ourselves. On book yeah. interrupted. Book interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the entire world is also else. going, me too. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Was. I think like having children calmed me down a bit because I'm me forced. Too. I'm forced to work on my patience. Forced oh, to, yeah, that's fucking worse. To become less <laughs> reactive. Otherwise, it's just 
my kids are intense like me. So <laughs> it can get, it can get it nuts. It can get intense. Yeah. My tangible was just like, you know, if he's gonna, like, I'm like, you're serious. You're actually going to wake up at, at six or seven every day. I need oh, to stop drinking. Dream. I've got to stop drinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you serious? This isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? I was like, I was repeating like, you serious? And then Siri like tried to chime in from my screen. He was like, not here. I've been listening to this whole time. I've made you a shopping list on Amazon. <laughs> Ooh, I hate how it's listening all the time. Like I haven't been like, searching anything, off, but I read, I read this book that uh, Squiggy recommended. Yeah. And so I was talking to Dan about it. I was in reading as I tend to. He'll be like doing something. Can you say reading. what the book was? Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> what we don't talk it. about when we talk about fat by Aubrey Gordon. But and just talking to Dan about what the book's about, I'm getting all sorts of ads that I think I don't normally get. And so it's, I'm I, super annoying. There was I haven't done a, any Googling. I recommend the movie Snowden in the same sense. I don't know where I got this information from, but it's not that they're this listening. The theme of this podcast. I know, I don't know anything, but here's some more info that I got from <laughs> the multiverse. Um, <laughs> It's not that they're listening. It's that the algorithms are so smart. So like, and this is my really elementary understanding of it, but like, so if my cell phone goes near Mare's cell phone, which it obviously would, if I went to visit Mare, then those cell phones like cross-reference the algorithms. And then anyway, so you put in a text, I'm reading that book, Squiggy or whatever, you put it in your phone. So it's less like someone's actually listening to us and the algorithms don't need to listen, I guess is the point of what I learned. It's that you're all your Facebook friends, for example, they're factored in and anything like that. That's how it comes up with these ads. Although the same exact thing happened to me too. I'm going to go completely contradictory. Now I was talking about a boot store in like Nelson, BC with a friend of mine and did not, I don't think do anything on my phone other than have it present while we talked about that. And then I got an ad for that exact boot store. Oh yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. I've even thought something once and it came up. Oh, oh! I, I had it for the sleep the sleep types. I had not put it in my phone. I didn't type it to anyone. Yeah, we were talking on the podcast, and that night I got an advertising about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's always listening." Easy. You know what pisses well, me off about these ads I'm getting for this? Uh, what we don't talk about when we talk about fat is that the ads uh, are diet ads, aren't they? Are, yes, that's what I would guess. Well, it doesn't shock me at all. That doesn't shock me at all. And it's stuff that's like, that's actually ads that are kind of targeting people's anti-fat bias, kind of scare (sighs) stuff, right? And I was just like, damn it, did you read the book algorithm? (laughs) (laughs) Try reading the book algorithm. Algorithm. These ads aren't appropriate at all. Yeah. (laughs) The Meredith's podcast would be called, just read the book algorithm. (laughs) Just read the book would be called, I'm repeating something I heard somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere. And I don't have any of the information. Somewhere about someone. And it was about someone. Or or AKA Lindsay's nightmare. (laughs) 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 That's great. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Do you have a book that you love and you've been thinking about submitting for a Book Interrupted fan pick? If you have, the time is now. Our next submission deadline is March 4th. We hope to hear from you and your book. 
Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. It's tough being called out by Malcolm Gladwell, though, sometimes. Man, that's me. (laughs) You know, the guy who's hiding in his house with a bunch of guns, who's afraid of everything. So Mm -hmm. what is the better option? Things that are happening in their relationship. If you've never met the guy, you might be like, clear red flags. But there, there's a whole gender dynamic that I don't think that he acknowledges. I didn't see this book coming. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I found it really hard to read. Book Interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.